Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty fantasy football. With your host, John Bauer. I'm looking to sell everybody price-dependent. Dan LaMagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. Welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Theory, a proud member of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Bauer. You can find me on Twitter at The Bauer Club. And we're going to get right to it tonight, but not before. Don't worry, Dan. I am joined by Dan LaMagna. That is at FF Coach Dan on Twitter. What's going on, Dan? JB, you know I love these intros and outros, man. I'm so pumped, man. You and Mitch, buddy. It is time. It is like Dynasty season's peak right now here as we approach Thanksgiving week, even DFS, like all kinds of fun. You know, I'm in the shopping holiday mood. I hope everybody's doing the, you know, front page story, our sponsor there, listening to our uh, podcast with uh, Theory 20. Let's rock it, guys. I'm ready. I'm ready. And then we are also joined by Mitch Sorensen. That's at DinoMC on Twitter. What's up, Mitch? I love it. We got the promos in already. I'm ready to roll. This week's episode is brought to you by MyFrontPageStory.com. This is the best, most unique holiday gift ever, especially this year during the pandemic. Seriously, you don't even have to leave your house. It's done over the phone. You talk to a professional writer about a loved one for about 10 to 15 minutes, and the MyFrontPageStory.com writer will write the most incredible story about them. There's something truly amazing about saying to somebody, I wanted to do something special for you this year, so I had a story written about you. The story looks like it's on the front page of the newspaper, framed, and a lifetime keepsake they will put up in their house immediately. It's incredibly emotional for them when they read quotes from you in print that say things like, I can never thank her enough, or I wouldn't be the person I am today without her. It just hits differently when they read it in print. Bottom line, your loved one will cry happy tears and you'll win. I know Dan got a few of these for loved ones for Mother's Day, and they absolutely loved it. Dan hasn't stopped raving about it since. Go over to MyFrontPageStory.com. Make sure you use code Theory20. Again, that's Theory20 for 20% off. MyFrontPageStory.com. Use code Theory20. Check out what they have to offer. You're going to love it. I said, well, Mitch, you brought it up, and it was a good point because people are busy. You know, the Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving holiday, I know people, even with everything going on, people are still doing some traveling, I'm sure. So tonight's episode, this week's episode, I see Kyle in the chat, what's going on? But this week's episode is going to be a little bit shorter. And I I joked in the tweet and I said, if Mitch and Dan can get me to shut up. So we are looking to keep it around half an hour this week. It's probably going to go over a little bit. So give me some leeway here. I see Owen in the chat, what's going on? But If you're watching live on YouTube, if you're watching on Periscope, Twitter, you see on the bottom of our screen here, the first thing we want to talk about, the Joe Burrow injury. And of course, with Thanksgiving upon us on Thursday, you guys know I will not pass up an opportunity to put some type of theme together for the show. So thanks for the memories, Joe, you know, being thankful, a tremendous rookie season up to this point, especially given the situation with that poor offensive line. But, Dan, what are your thoughts here? You know, every time there's a big-name injury, we go through, we talk about anything in terms of changing values in, you know, mid-season form, or we're also going to talk about if you do a startup in, we'll probably be kicking off in a month or so, you know, right after week 16. But what what are your thoughts here? The Joe Burrow injury, ACL, MCL, there's some other things going on there too. So what do you think, Dan? 
My reconstructed knee is feeling a little bit sore right now with all the, the recap of his injury that you shared. And you know what? It's the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, it just almost doesn't surprise me. Like, there's this black cloud that goes over this organization that finally gets a glimmer of a hope with a kid that was having a tremendous rookie season. You know, you think about it. You have a banged-up, terrible, depleted offensive line. You have no Joe Mixon, your star player. And, and then that kind of injury is just crippling for a team that, again, did have a glimmer of hope and was going in the right direction. As only you could do, JB, getting us thinking about dynasty value, you know, a season, you know, removed from now, looking ahead. You know, for me... This puts him, you know, behind the Herbert, definitely behind the Tua, probably behind next year's rookie class, maybe even Trey Lance. You know, I know, you know, Lawrence and Fields is given. Um, he's still young. He's talented. I'm sure he will bounce back. Uh, but this is Cincinnati, and it's a major blow to their rebuilding plans uh, to a historically dysfunctional organization. Ben is in the chat. Guys, I work with the sister of Joey B's girlfriend, Ben, you, you got to get us some inside information. J j casually bring up some things. If he wants, you know, he, he's he's injured. He's not playing the rest of the season. If he wants to jump on Dynasty Theory and talk to us, you know, I, I know he wants to spend his holidays with us talking about some fantasy football. Ben's going to be like the Dr. Chow of Dynasty Theory. He's going to come back monthly with reports on how the rehab's going for our listeners. Mitch, what are your thoughts here? Dan kind of talked about how it impacts him and his value compared to other quarterbacks. I already had Herbert ahead of Burrow, but now I, I safely can put Tua ahead of him. And at this point now, we don't know if he's, it's doubtful he's going to be 100%. From everything that's coming in, they have to wait. I believe I read they have to wait to perform the surgery until mid-December. You know, some things with the MCL, I guess it has to heal, but, or at least heal a little bit. But, it sounds like there could be some issues come 2021 and we all know how the dynasty community is, even though it's such a long-term game, the short-term outcomes really play a pivotal role and it's going to be no different here. So what are your thoughts here on Joe Burrow? Well, I'll first say it sucks because he didn't have OTAs this off season, right? He's not going to have OTAs next off season. And then more than likely, I would guess they're going to have a new head coach in the next two years as well. So then he will have no OTAs learning a new system. If it's not this upcoming season, it'll be in 2022 when hopefully he's healthy and has a full offseason. That'll be his first time to sit down and learn, and he might have to learn a brand new scheme at that time as well. So while I think that's kind of like the dark side to look at it from the dynasty landscape, I still have him. So I think there's seven quarterbacks that are without a doubt above them. You have Mahomes, Wilson, Watson, Jackson, Allen, Murray, and Prescott. And I think you could put Herbert above him as well. And so that puts him right around quarterback nine, quarterback 10. So he'll go still go in the third round of startups. But once you add in Trevor Lawrence, that Trevor Lawrence is going to go ahead of Burrow now, without a doubt. So that probably bumps him down closer to quarterback 10. But you still have to have him above Goff, Ryan, Tannehill, Wentz, right? What do you guys think about that? Now you're you're speaking in startup terms, correct? Yes, startup terms. No, well, even trade-wise too. What about Aaron Rodgers? So, if I was competing, Aaron Rodgers is the only guy that I didn't name that was up above him. That actually, I think Rodgers' dynasty value is below Joe Burrow. He, but Rodgers is the only guy I'd be willing to trade Joe Burrow for and drop down. Because I think Burrow is still a really good talent. And the guys below him, I don't see him ever 
exceeding him in value. But Rodgers is the one to where, on a weekly basis, he could win you this season. He could win you a championship. So that would, like, I'm not going to trade him for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan could lose you a championship just as soon as win it. The quarterback that I really thought about here coming into tonight's show was Jared Goff. And this is not in, in startup terms. Startup terms, I'm either going to take Joe Burrow where I need to take him, or as always, I say trade back and I'm going to pivot off of that. But I, if I'm a contender and Joe Burrow happened to be my quarterback too, and some maybe I had Dak also, and I wasn't able to unload him, and somebody's interested in Burrow, I might do a goff for Burrow. Is, is there any thought there, Dan? Do you think that value, do you think I'm taking too much of a hit there? I like your target guy there. I think he's like the cutoff, you know, and I, I think, you know, Mitch kind of mentioned a good group of quarterbacks where there you'd have a lot of concern of, but I think Goff's like that fringe. He's like right in between the guys you don't want in that top list. You know, we saw what he did in his last game. We know what he's capable of. I love his offensive system. The organization's bought into him. Um, I'm with you, JB. He's he's the like he's the cutoff. He's the guy I would trade Burrow for. I, I'm right on the same page as you. Now you have Burrow, Mitch. What are you going to add to him? For it sounds like you have him right behind Justin Herbert. What are you mm-hmm. adding to him to get Justin Herbert right now? I actually think that's the smart move to do, but I honestly wouldn't go after Herbert. I would go after someone like Josh Allen. Herbert is still that young rookie that everyone is going to have a little bit of age bias. So he's going to be harder to get, even though him and Josh Allen weekly basis are going to probably put up the same amount of points. I would rather go for Allen because there's still people who hate Josh Allen just because his name is Josh Allen. When I think week in and week out, him and Herbert are really good. So if I was going to trade Burrow, I would try to go up and get either Lamar or Allen, and I would be willing to add, if I'm competing, I would add a late first to do that. Okay. Yeah, I'm wondering if that would be enough. I saw an interesting poll on Twitter, and it was, what would you add to Burrow to get Herbert? And it seemed like most people settled on that late first night. I think it was the guys over at DTC that that dropped that poll out there. It was an interesting one because I don't know that a lot of people, and this seemed like it was the consensus during the conversation, I don't know if a lot of people would take Burrow in a late first for Herbert. So it's going to take possibly a mid. I'll ask Dan about this because, Dan, you're a big fan of Lamar, right? There's dynasty teams who have Lamar who are not contenders this year because of where they took Lamar and where they, how much they had to pay to acquire him this offseason. So maybe there's some playoff team, some non-playoff teams are like, well, hey, I would rather have Burrow and sell Lamar right now to where I could get a good, a good quarterback for him still and a first on top of it. So that's why I kind of want because people like hate Lamar now, like, and it's only because of the expectation coming in. He's still giving you that floor on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the ceiling isn't what we saw last year, but I think. Uh, total points right now. I think he's quarterback nine in typical scoring formats. So Mitch was your question. The same that I asked you pretty much to Dan. Yeah. To Dan is like, you have Lamar, you have some teams you thought would compete. They're not competing. Would you be willing to trade him for burrow and a first? I would. I I think even before burrow is injured, I'd be trying to trade and get those certain elite tier quarterbacks that you mentioned. Now Lamar is one that's obtainable. 
because of mm-hmm. what you said. He he hasn't achieved. And I do that just because I believe in the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're going to, you know, they might not figure it all out this year, but I think they will next year and in upcoming years. You know, I think you could obtain Lamar. I think one of our listeners mentioned asked Deshaun Watson as a guy. I think he's a guy you still might be able to get. Maybe Josh Allen a little bit harder. Um, Russ Wilson, I think you can. Mahomes, I don't think you could touch. You know, Dak because he's injured maybe. But I would be creative and try to get those guys. I think mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's too hot. You probably can't get him right now. Uh, but any way I can maneuver to get those guys, I'm giving that mid first with it. I agree. And it's going to be obviously depending on whether or not your trade deadline passed and if your league even has a trade deadline. So that's something to keep in mind, but potentially some moves that you could make and startups, like you said, Mitch, I don't think it really changes his startup value significantly. It's going to take a little bit of a hit. And I think early off season startups we're going to see a bigger dip than later in the offseason, especially if we get some good news along the way. So I think that's something to keep in mind. And just so we can get remotely close to our half an hour, right, we're already 12 minutes in and we're still on the first question here. Uh, the impact on the rest of the team throughout the rest of the season. Dan, hit, hit on some of the guys here. What do you think? Who is most negatively impacted and who might be the least negatively impacted? I don't know if anybody necessarily benefits from the great Ryan Finley taking over. Uh, I'm going to try to steal 30 seconds before I answer that, just to push your time limit here to put you to the test. But uh, contender, I, I would hopefully have two quarterbacks on my roster in the Superflex format so I could even hold Burrow. Otherwise, you know, I have to get a state. If I don't have two quarterbacks, I have to get a stable quarterback with some sort of upgrade or draft pick, something with some future and upside on it. Cause you don't want to regret it. You know, <laughs> next year he's, Good chance he's back at some point in time, and you don't want to regret giving him away and not having any kind of upside. So keep that in mind there. Um, But to answer your question about the Cincinnati Bengals, man, it's a spread offense this year. I I think the biggest hit goes to T. Higgins. Uh, You know, he was really flashing, really, you know, prospering with Burrow. They had good chemistry together. Now you put Ryan Finley. I I think that's a big blow to Higgins there. Um, I think Boyd is kind of the one guy that will still kind of hold his own in that offense. But Ryan Finley, no mixing. I think A.J. Green will be officially defunct. And uh, it's time to punt on the Bengals just like the Jets unless you're desperate. You know, week 13, buys coming up. You, You might be a little desperate on week 13. And that's my thought, too. I think T. Higgins, he's the one that's most negatively impacted. And this is kind of the same situation that we saw with C.D. Lamb. He got set off to such a great start. People were having him in that conversation, top three dynasty wide receivers. And I don't know if T. Higgins was there in a lot of people's minds, but he has been climbing up dynasty rankings and potential early startup draft boards rapidly. You, you look at the, the rest of this team, Tyler Boyd, I think he still gets the targets, but that catchable target share, it's going to drop. And we saw it last year with Ryan Finley. Mitch, what are your thoughts here? Who's the most impacted? I really hate when we all three agree and agree on the same thing, but I think Boyd's the one who will end up being okay. Like he's not going to be a fringe wide receiver one anymore. He's going to be a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, but that rest of the offense is just done. I mean, especially with the rest of the schedule, it's going to be hard to start. Even Giovanni Bernard, he was hard to start with Burrow as quarterback. You're not going to be able to start him, you know, now. There's just no chance. No, Ryan Finley, I'm in a situation, unless it's a 16-team super flex league and you're, you know, it's crunch time and you have no other options, maybe. But most likely, if I have any depth, even if it's a 12-team league, 
I'm going to go with a position player at my super flex spot if I have to, if Ryan Finley is my only other option. So just a quick comparison under Joe Burrow in 2020, 45 pass attempts under Ryan Finley in 2019, 29 pass attempts per game. That is a significant drop, like massive 52 red zone attempts for Joe Burrow here already in 2020, five total in three games for Ryan Finley. That caps the upside, the touchdown upside of T. Higgins. It's severely capped. Tyler Boyd, if he gets the targets, yeah, he's still going to be somewhat valuable in PPR formats. My thing with Tyler Boyd is he was giving you some wide receiver one production, but now it's at the point he's going to be giving you where you drafted him essentially. So the, the steal of the draft as he was proclaimed, and I have a lot of Tyler Boyd, so I was happy with it, but he's going to drop back end wide receiver two numbers. You know, looking at T Higgins, he had four targets after Ryan Finley came in zero receptions and the interception happened whenever he was targeted through sample guys. He was targeted a little bit there with Ryan Finley. Does he possibly see a little bump because he had that little splash and danger smirking. You're making a face, but he had that little splash when he first came in for Uzoma after he was out for the year, but then he completely disappeared. But now Ryan Finley, I, I think a tight end could see a little bit of an uptick. Am I saying significant? No, but I think he might be the only one to go from zero to something. If you're starting Drew Sample, though, life's scary for you right now in fantasy football. And, and I want to warn our listeners, if you're in one of those leagues that really penalize quarterbacks, you know, you know minus four for an interception or whatever the scoring may be, be careful. You look back to when Dallas had O-line troubles and Dalton came in and we were still kind of optimistic with all those targets. They had a lot of injuries and he got crushed. Now Dallas had like got a couple guys a little bit healthy and had a bye week to get things better. Ryan Finley with a very poor O-line, no Joe Mixon. This could be scary. Be careful. The only other player, and I saw uh, the comment in the chat, and it kind of stole my thunder, but I'm still going to go there. Gio Bernard. He's naturally going to get the uptick in short-term value because Joe Mixon's out. And I saw somebody say, why would they bring Joe Mixon back after he's eligible to return from the IR? Well, they brought him back last year, and there was absolutely no reason to. So is he going to come back? I don't know. But I, I agree with the comment. I wouldn't bring him back. There's no reason to. You paid him. Let him sit the rest of the year. You're not contending. But at least for the next few weeks, Gio Bernard is going to have an opportunity. And you look at the teams they play. Giants, they rank 16th in terms of defensive rush efficiency. Dolphins, 29th. Cowboys, 28th. Steelers, they're 6th. But they, you know, it's kind of a bend and break situation there. But then you have the Texans in week 16, and they are dead last in defensive rush efficiency. So the fact that Ryan Finley, they only threw the ball around 30 times per game with him at the helm last year, they're not going to be touching the 45 pass attempts. They're not, not going to be playing as up-tempo as they were, and I think they're going to they're gonna try to, I hate to use the phrase, but establish the run, and Gio Bernard could see an uptick, at least in usage. That's going to be usage. a big shift. He's not going to be worth playing. You guys act Okay, like here's the thing. So Mixon has been out for how long so far? With Burrow as quarterback, Bernard hasn't been worth playing. I'm sorry, he hasn't. And that was with Burrow. Because you this have offense isn't going to all of a sudden go from how many red zone times did like Burrow I, have compared to Finley? If I could get a word in here, I don't be want quiet, to be quiet for a second. I don't want to. Ch Hold challenge on. flag for JB. JB, this is for you. Nobody's speaking about Geo Burrow. <laughs> 
Oh, but Mitch uh -oh. has the control. Uh -oh. I did it. Interference. <laughs> that's 15 yards, unsportsmanlike conduct on Mitchell Sorensen. JB, you've got the ball. First down. That made my week. I'm glad it did. I'm glad it did. I'm so frazzled, right? Like I'm trying to keep my composure because I have so many choice words I want to say, right? Like I, I, I want to flip out. As the mediator, I'll help you, JB. It was very no, no, no. I got sportsmanlike on his part. But Mitch jumps in here, and he did it with Kareem Hunt last week, and he scoffed at the idea. Oh, I don't. I would never want Kareem Hunt because we've seen him without mm -hmm. Nick Chubb. But I've seen some of your teams. I've seen everybody's teams across the board. Don't say a word. People need depth. We've preached it. We've talked about it, right? So Gio Bernard is still a player that has flex appeal. He has flex potential. And don't say he doesn't because he does. You know, and you look at the overall targets, where they were going with Joe Burrow, they were all down the field, all of them. And Gio Bernard wasn't being utilized in the passing game. I think we're going to have to see that with Ryan Finley. So again, I will reiterate, I will double down on this, that Gio Bernard and even my man Drew Sample are the only ones that could potentially see an uptick here. All right, Mitch, you wanted to interrupt constantly. Do you have anything else before we move on? You're wrong, but you can keep going. You're good. That's fine. We'll talk after this weekend whenever it's... Oh, we all know you're not going to talk to me after the show. Oh, no, no, I... My phone will be away. You'll be on mute. The Bengals might get like you know a lucky touchdown versus the Giants this week, and I, th I still think they lose that football game. And then those that schedule you mentioned, JB. I don't know if Ryan Finley will be standing by the time they get to Houston. I I, th I see a three game drought coming up for the Bengals. You guys act like I said this is going to be like the St. Louis Rams, the greatest <laughs> show on turf. You both hear what you want to hear. So yes, if, if the the Bengals right now under Ryan Finley, they're going to be putting up forty points a game. You hear, heard it here first. Uh, Gio Bernard probably going to have five hundred PPR points over the next three weeks. <laughs> so I, I think we touched on the Bengals enough and, and the impact of Joe Burrow, how it impacts the rest of that team throughout the season. You, you guys, you're really going to make me edit this episode. I can't keep all that in. I, I all right, my face is probably as red as this hat right now. You've got All eight right. minutes, John, to finish. We're going. We're going, guys. <laughs> we're, we're sticking. Dan, don't do it. Don't do it. All right, so we're sticking with the theme here. Thankful for a second chance. Mitch, we're going to start oh, with man. you, Mitch. All right. Which okay. player should be thankful for a second chance from you, the great Mitchell Sorensen? We That's know right. it's not going to be Gio Bernard. We know it's not going to be Kareem Hunt. But who's going to get a second chance from you, and they should be thankful when we approach the early off-season startups. This chat is making me laugh so hard. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this. But so I'm going to go with Darius Slayton. A big reason why is he's going to be someone that nobody is going to talk about. But when you look at just the Giants cap situation next year, there's about $21 million that they have available. But Tate can be cut. If he's designated as a post-June 1st, it's like $6 million. Same thing with Shepard. He ends up saving about $5 million. So a big reason for that is they have holes all over their roster. And if that coaching staff is there, they're going to want to win. And with Barkley coming back, and they have Darius Slayton there for like three more years on his rookie contract, I think, if not two. So I think he is a really easy guy to go out and get. He's only averaging 60 yards, like 0.3 touchdowns on the year so far. He's like wide receiver 48. But I think moving forward, going into next year, you can look at him as a wide receiver three, but you're going to be able to get him as a wide receiver four price. 
And just getting a guy like that on a team that's going to be lacking um, wide receivers, I think he's someone you could go with. And in startups, he's probably going to be going in the wide receiver 50 range. You're not going to have to pay up for him. So is Darius Slayton going to be Mitch's Jamison Crowder here in 2021? A guy that he's investing heavily in for minimal price? Sadly, no, because he doesn't play in the slot enough. And like me and slot wide receivers, we have we have a good bromance. I love them all. I mean, Julian Edelman, a lot of teams. He's let me down this year. Danny Amendola, lots of teams. Cole Beasley. I mean, you just give me those short wide receivers that play in the slot. I'll probably have them on every team. You definitely have an addiction to the slot. And I don't know what you like more. Slot receivers are irritating me. And Dan, I, did I know this- what the answer to that one is. Dan, I, I know it too. Dan, it's a holiday week. It's Thanksgiving. We all should be thankful. And I want you to be thankful. I don't know if you noticed. I haven't cursed once tonight. And I came in thinking about that. And as upset <laughs> and angry as I was, I kept my, well, I want to say I kept my composure, but we know that's not true. Because I was if I could reach through the screen, I was going to. All right, Dan, who, which player should be thankful for a second chance in early offseason startups from Mr. Dan LaMagna? You know, I'm, I'm going to say, JB, at the Thanksgiving table, man, we're going to be thankful for your poise and grace tonight. You know, you, you've definitely kept your composure, so kudos there. Um, you, you know, we, you, you, you throw these great curveball questions into the show notes. This one took me a, a little bit longer to wrap my head around. As, as you know, in our group chat, I was talking, and, and Mitch was shooting down my original ideas. You know, I was thinking Austin Eckler, but injury too easy. You know, I have my McCall Hardman love, but I've, 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 killed, I've killed that one to death there. Marquise, not Hollywood Brown, is the divorce papers have been filed today, just so you know, the divorce papers are in. So my choice, man, you know, at the beginning of this year, if I couldn't obtain Kittle, Kelsey, Andrews, Waller, I wanted Irv Smith on my rosters. And obviously, you know, we look at our rosters now, and I, I was just pulling up some tight end premium scoring. We love our tight end premium leagues. And he was He's ranked like 34th in tight end premium scoring. And, and 34th ranked tight end isn't helping your rosters out at all. 15 carries, 182 yards is not exciting anybody. He did find the end zone twice. But, you know, you look at his season, weeks of 3-2-0-0 were very painful. Then he showed a little bit of flashes there in tight end premium scoring, having a couple 14, 15, 17-point performances, and then he's kind of lulling back down. But overall, he's 22 years old. He's got age on his side. I've been watching some film. The talent is there. You know, he's showing his, his the route running ability, and I think opportunities on his side. Uh, Pro Football Focus has him as ranked 22nd, so his grade of, of you know run blocking, pass blocking, overall grade is encouraging. And I think he's got to continue to work on his his blocking. You know, he's not the biggest tight end, and and I think. Uh, that will come over time. It takes tight ends years to prosper, and he's a little bit younger than the rest. But the talent's there. I am in the spirit of Thanksgiving, giving Irv Smith a, a second chance next next season. And he will be extremely thankful, I'm sure. He's probably going to give you a call and say, Dan, thank you so much for drafting me, just like Darius Slayton with Mitch. And Mitch, I'm I, I'm thinking to myself, how many DMs do you think I get after people listen to this episode? JB, is everything Okay. Oh, they're going to know why caused it this time. Normally, you'll yell at us for like no reason. This time, they'll be like, uh, that one's Mitch's fault. After our Hollywood Brown and Allen Robinson debate where I was just off the rails, Dan, I, I got a few DMs and <laughs> no joke. Hey, JB, you know, j- just checking in to make sure you're okay. You seem like you've been a little frazzled with Dan and Mitch lately. And I said it's because there haven't been any guests. So I can kind of let go a little bit. And I, I got back on track, but now 
on on a short work week. Thanksgiving is here. I'm going to have some good food. We're going to watch great football on Thursday. And Mitch is getting me all rattled. I'm just going to say it very quickly. I think Chris Godwin's an interesting one. Just because it's the last year of his contract, you know, he was a, he was going in startups top three receiver during the offseason in 2020. He's going to drop significantly. I wouldn't be surprised to see him, what, late second, early third, maybe in super flex startups. So if that's somebody you're interested in, let's see what happens with Antonio Brown. Certainly not going to be cheap, but cheaper than he was coming into the season. And that offense, we're just not exactly sure you know, how it's going to play out. But we're moving right along here. All right. Here we go, Dan. Final thoughts. All right. Wrap it up. Lead our listeners to victory here in week. What are we in? Week 12? You know, holiday weekend. What do you got? Mitch, how do I milk this man? He he might pull this off under 30 minutes live. Not even not even without editing. Just, yeah, wait till the mind. edit's done. It'll be like 15 minutes long. <laughs> he's like, he's got something up his sleeve, Mitch. But hey, my 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 final thoughts tonight are two quick and simple. My Dallas Cowboys, even without Dak, the Red Rocket are back in the race. I might have to purchase my division championship shirt after all this season. We'll see. And uh, just a special Thanksgiving. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to our listeners out there. We appreciate you. I'm not even kidding. I know the Steelers. You know, everybody knows I'm from Pittsburgh. As of now, they're scheduled to play against Baltimore in that night game. But despite the records, I'm actually really excited for that Dallas-Washington game. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I'm very excited for that game. All right, Mitch, what do you got for our listeners here? All right, last one. It's time to get sappy because it's Thanksgiving, right? But really, the amount of growth that we've had over the last 10 months has been amazing. And normally, this is our slow time being a Dynasty podcast. But the growth we've seen every week, we get more and more listeners. And we just want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you have questions, reach out to us. It's why we're here. We love doing this. So I just want to say thanks. And again, Mitch just loves to torment me. I think that's that, that's that's his go-to. But again, we're keeping this shorter. We know people are going to be traveling and it just went over, but I'll edit it under 30 minutes. Don't worry. You know, as always, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. I love the the live chat tonight. It was fantastic. Dan, did you say the red rocket? Red rifle, I think. Red rocket, red rifle. You know, I, I think you were correcting me on group chat this week. I'm just so excited. The cowboys are relevant again. So Cowboys Thanksgiving, you're ready to go. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Dynasty Theory FF. Stay safe. Be kind to each other. Have a very fun and safe. I almost said Halloween. Thanksgiving. Have a great night.